verse 2. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. I'm excited about Jesus. I love Jesus. I love, I love Jesus, man. I'm, I'm serious about that. And he loves me. Hallelujah. He loves you. Tell your neighbor, Jesus loves you. Now, this is going to seem really weird, especially if you don't know somebody, but just kind of look him in the eye just a little bit, just kind of linger a little bit and tell him, Jesus really loves you. See, somebody needs to know that. Jesus really loves you. He already proved it by dying on the cross. He already proved it. But he keeps proving himself over and over and over again. He keeps showing himself good over and over and over again. And we used to sing a song in our church, I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. Amen? He gets sweeter and sweeter than the day before. All right. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. You got it? Let's read together. Ready? Read. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, I want to change to the King James Version, please. The King James Version. And let's read this together. Let's read it like an army this time. Ready? Go. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Prospereth means prosper. Thy means your. Uh, thou means you. You got it? It's real, real easy. So I want you to focus on this part here. Above all things. Above all things. So today we're talking on resistant faith. I believe this is part four. Above all things. Lord, today thank you for the word. We receive it. With thanksgiving, our hearts are ready to receive, our ears are ready to hear, our eyes are ready to see wondrous things out of your word. Lord, and what you show us, we will come up to that. We'll come up to your word and never again try to bring your word down to us. We come higher today. We thank you, Father, that you will give us the grace to do it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. <clears throat> Praise God. So we know God loves us. Yes. Praise God. I got unlimited time today, right? Yes. God loves us. Yes. And I've been trying to get across to us the point that God wants us to enjoy heaven on earth. Everybody say heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Okay. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, if I begin to, to quote it, y'all will know it. Most of us grew up learning this. Jesus talked about learning about prayer. And he said, pray this way. He said, our Father uh, in heaven, or our Father who art in heaven, if you're King James. He said, hallowed be your name. Okay, then verse 10 says something real big. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So your kingdom come. Now, I've been teaching you about the kingdom of God um, this last couple weeks here, about being heaven's reality, right? 
So your let heaven's reality come. Now, when Jesus is praying this, where is he? Start over. We're going to be reading 3 John chapter 1. Verse. We're going to start all over from the beginning. Oh, okay, so he was here. Okay, so when he was saying that, so he sees on, he's here. So when he's saying your kingdom come, he means for the kingdom to come here on earth. And he says your will be done on earth. See, he could have been anywhere when he said, he could have been on Jupiter when he said that. Now, he wasn't, but I'm saying that would have been allowable to say your will be done on earth. He could have been on Saturn or anywhere. But he, we know he was here. So what he's telling us is he wants his kingdom, God's kingdom or heaven's reality to come on earth and his, the will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? So God has uh, a kingdom, and again, we're calling that heaven's reality. Have y'all ever looked into heaven? Now, I don't mean gone. I'm not. Y'all stick with me. Y'all so deep this morning. I'm talking about have you ever looked into this? I mean, looked into it. <laughs> I, I assume, because if y'all have gone, you probably don't want to come back here. You, <laughs> you don't want to come back here if you've been to heaven. But I'm talking about, if you've looked into it, you know that heaven, now we've sang about it. No more crying, no more dying. You know, high to high, never goodbye, nothing but joy over there in that land, in my father's house and all that kind of good stuff. So he said, that is supposed to come here. And your will be done here on earth as, we could throw the word just as, it is in heaven. So earth for us is supposed to be, come on, just as it is in heaven. Well, we all got to go through a little hell down here. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not according to the word of God. Not according to what Jesus said. Maybe that's what your grandmama and your mama said and your uncle P. Heffy, but Jesus said here it should be just as it is in heaven. Now, I can't... Oh, let me use, choose my words carefully. I'm not in charge necessarily of what goes on all over the planet. I have a region that I'm in charge of. I have a sphere that I'm in charge of, and so do you. So I'm to make my sphere, my region... And if I can do that, then definitely, definitely I can do my life, my marriage, my family, my home, just as it is in heaven. Got it? You can do the exact same thing. Okay? Now, Romans 14, 17 talks about the kingdom of God or heaven's reality as we're calling it. It is not eating and drinking. It's not what it's all about. Now, it's going to be some eating and drinking over there. But that's not what, what the kingdom here is all about. What it, what it is is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. All right? Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness is right standing. That, that's a gift. Pastor Kim read that earlier, Romans 5, 17. That's a gift to you. You just got to receive that gift. It's a free gift. So you already got your Christmas gift. 
Not from me. Okay. That's from God. Right. Okay. That's God's gift to you. Okay. Amen. I'm going to keep this straight. So, but peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, peace is, is I'm going to just simplify, is perfect life. It's all it's across the board. That's exactly right, Deke. It's, it's prosperity. It's, it's uh, felicity. It's safety. It's security. It's some stuff happening out here. We hear about all kinds of shootings and killings and all kinds of stuff, but for the righteous believer, peace. Inside and outside. And then joy in the Holy Ghost. That's, that's, that's true happiness. It's, it's joy all the time. Well, you just got to pinch yourself. Like, is this for real? Now, I'm just, listen to what I'm saying, because, because that's a reality that you and I can have. That you just, it's so good you got to pinch yourself, Joya, to make sure you're not dreaming. But that kind of like what, you well, know, not, not kind of like that is what uh, Psalmist said in Psalm 126 when it says when the Lord turned, it turned our captivity or when the Lord released us from the captivity, we were like them that dreamed. Yes. That's Psalm 126 verse 1. It we're like them that dream. In other words, when the Lord released them from their captivity, they lived the dream life. We've been released from, from captivity, yes. Colossians 1.13 says that God has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we've been released from captivity. So we're supposed to be living like those that dream. Glory to God. Above all. Above all. All right? Now, I told you this. This is, this is, you should have this written down, but in case you haven't, this is your first time here, listen to this. Your faith in God will make this a reality in your life. I've told you, your faith will bring uh, heaven's reality. Right? So your faith in God will make this, the dream life, a reality for you. Okay? No, it doesn't just come by being in church. Churches are filled today uh, all across the country, all over the world. And Satan doesn't mind you going to church, Elder Jeff. You can go to church every day if you want to. You can serve from the Ursha board and the deacon bird, right? You can, you, can, you can be a preacher. Just as long as you don't tap into this life. Because, see, the devil knows if you tap into this life, Deke, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, uh, start showing up and showing out in your life and people in the world that he are, still has in bondage are going to be attracted to your life. So the devil doesn't mind Christians going to church. What he wants to prevent is, from, is heaven's reality becoming part of the Christian's life. So he's fighting us. But we're fighting him. We're fighting rather the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6, 12, right? The good fight of faith so we can lay hold on this life, all right? Now, Ephesians 6, verse 16. I want to go over there. Ephesians 6. In fact, let's start at verse uh, 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all feel good this morning? Yeah. I feel good. 
I feel good. I feel really good this morning. I mean spirit, soul, and body. I feel, I feel good. Glory to God. We don't go by how we feel. I know, but I still feel good. If you walk by faith, you're going to feel good. At some point, you're going to feel good. Glory to God. You stick with it. You may feel bad now, but at some point, you're going to feel good. If you can feel bad, you can feel good. We don't look at what we see. The things we see are temporary, subject to change. So if you feel bad, you can feel good. I feel good. Follow my brother and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Verse 11. Keep going, please. I'm going all the way through. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, resist. Remember that? The wiles of the devil. Keep going. Verse 12. For we do not uh, resist against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Keep going. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, to withstand, to resist in the evil day and having done all to stand or to resist. All right. I keep throwing that word in resist, right? Resistant faith. Verse 14. Uh, stand therefore, resist therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Man, we got some good armor here. Yeah. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Yes. Doing good. Yes. Above all. Above all. Above all that. Taking the shield of faith with which you will be able, with which you will be able, that's good, Holy Ghost, with which you will be able. Isn't that good news? That with the shield of faith, I'm able to stop him. In other words, with the shield of faith, you're not powerless against the devil. So don't let all the movies and the TV make you think you're powerless. And don't let what happened to Auntie Emma Lou make you think that you're powerless. Y'all don't have Auntie Emma Lou? Oh, you? Oh, wow, I didn't know this. Okay. Well, I'm not picking on you, Auntie Emma Lou. But it said you will be able. Isn't that powerful? You're able. You can stop him. You can stop him. Big bad devil, you can stop him. Right in his tracks. So, but it says above all, taking the shield of faith. So notice, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be healthy even as your soul prospers. Above all, taking the shield of faith that you can quench the fiery darts of the evil one, the wicked one. So you and I are supposed to be living an above all life. Mm. Mm. I'm supposed to be above all. I have a, an above all mandate from 3 John 1, 2. I have an above all shield from Ephesians 6, 16, right? 
I can take the shield of faith and quench all. I'm able to quench all. Did you hear that? Not a few. Not some. Not, not the little small ones. I know this is so simple to you right now. Y'all are waiting for, you're waiting for me to go deep. I'm going to go deep if you maybe. But I need you to catch this. All. You're able to quench all. You can stop all his attacks. You can. Pastor, pray for me. I, I can pray for you, but I can't put up your shield. See, I just went deep right there. I can pray for you. I can intercede for you, but I can't put up your shield. It said, above all, taking the shield. So you have to take the shield of faith with which you tell your neighbor, I can pray for you, but I can't put up your shield. You got to put up your own doggone shield. I can even fast for you, but I can't put up your shield for you. I was praying Friday, and I was just, I was just sitting there, man. I was having just a time with the Lord Friday, and 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 the Lord just was, just working things in, in here, and 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 I was, I mean, I'm praying for you all at that time, and some of y'all got, I said, oh Lord, Lord, hey, just take a few minutes, just to, just pray, because I just sense there's just a, a corporate move right there, and I don't, I don't know what happened in those in those minutes, but something happened in those minutes, and we gonna come with some testimonies and some things that happened in those few minutes. When corporately we got on one accord and begin to pray, and some of y'all you didn't pray till later on when you finally saw it, but that, that means that mean prayer just kept going. Prayer just it was a prayer ripple. It's a prayer wave all day. You were prayed for all day Friday. Did you catch what I said? You were prayed for all day Friday. But with all that prayer, you got to put up your shield. Because ultimately, it's you with your shield who will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You got it? All right, now, that's enough about that. Because I want to focus on the fact that, again, these two words that are in here, that are the same two words that are in uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, above all. Because when we're talking about heaven's reality, it's an above all life. Whew. Jesus. Now listen to me very carefully. Resistant faith fights off earth's curse conditions. So heaven's reality can become your reality. Resistant faith fights off earth's conditions. Now what's earth's curse, earth's curse conditions? It's, it's, all, it's sickness and it's disease, it's poverty, it's lack, it's depression, it's anxiety, it's, it's, it's uh, insanity. It, it's all the things that, that are out here in the earth. Those are all the darts the enemy uses successfully every day against people in the world who have no shield of faith. 
So the Bible says you, Gigi, have to, above all, take this shield so you can quench. All right, in other words, I, I hate, hate to really use this imagery, especially in the times we live in, but if there were a mass shooter, you know, we have many mass shooters, and some things happened this week, and that mass shooter is coming, he's using a semi-automatic or an automatic weapon. The ones who are hit are the ones who have no protection. Now, he may be shooting just, just uh, unintentionally without a target. He's just into a crowd. Are y'all following what I'm saying? He's just shooting into a crowd. He don't, he don't want, he's trying to just get anybody. Anybody I can hit. He's just getting numbers. Boom, 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 boom. Can y'all handle this? But those who have some sort of protection are not hit. Your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking. Boom, 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 whom he may devour. So if you have your shield up, he can't. Listen to this. He can't. He can't. Uh. He can't overwhelm you with sickness or disease, or poverty, or lack, or depression, or anxiety, or insanity, or anything he's using against the people of the world, and he's also, he doesn't discriminate between the world and the, and the people of God. Got it? So I got to have my shield up. My shield is a resistor. So resistant faith fights off earth's conditions. So heaven's reality can become my reality. My reality. I want heaven's reality to be my reality. That peace of God, I want it to be my peace. You got it? Now I already showed you here, this here last week that resistant faith can resist sickness and disease. I showed you that. I'm going to give you this last statement before we move on here. I'm going to remind you of this. As a believer, I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I am the healed, protecting my health, come on, from sickness and disease. Okay? So faith will heal me and it will keep me healed. Okay? Now, 3 John 1, 2, in the KJV, please. Because it'll heal me, Elder Baker, but 3 John 1, 2 challenges me to go beyond just being healed to living in health. Third John 1, 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So not prosper and be healed, but prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Got it? So I wish above all things... <laughs> I like that. I can, I can stop right there, Deke. I wish for you above all things. That's what you and I are supposed to be having, above all things.
You ought to drive above all things. Wear above all things. Eat above all things. Live in above all things. Are y'all catching this here? I want you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. So everybody shout above all. So if I'm above all, I'm not under. I'm not supposed to be under the weather. How many of y'all have you ever heard people say I'm under the weather right now? A believer has no place being under the weather. You ask somebody, how you doing? Well, under the circumstances. A believer has no business ever being under circumstances. For you to say a circumstance is over you is a, is a violation of covenant of, of, of covenant articulation. Let me just put it that easy way. People in covenant with God don't talk like that. Because the covenant is never under. The covenant always keeps you above. I'm going to show you this here in a minute. There's some simple stuff here. I'm, I'm going simple today. I'm giving you a cheap message. It's cheap. This ain't expensive at all. Right here in the Word, but it's easy. You, you'll know it. Be good to you. So never under the circumstances. Never under the weather. Never uh, underwater. Never under the gun. You ever heard of people being under the gun? Pressure, I got to do something now. That's under the gun. That's not where you and I belong. I don't care what anybody else in any other church tell y'all. I'm telling you, you and I never belong under the gun. I'm throwing one, else, one more in here. Lawanda, we're never supposed to be under the radar. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just laying low. I'm just, just, just trying to fly under the radar. Just trying to be under the radar. No. Abraham couldn't fly under the radar. Man, is anybody hear what I'm saying? Abraham went under the radar. Abraham was so big and bad, man, everybody in town knew who he was. His son Isaac. He confronted the radar. He was so over the radar that, that they asked him to leave the town. You're too big for us. You got too much for us. You're making us look bad. Before you know they had to go and ask him, can you come back? See, when the blessing of God is on your life, you cannot fly under the radar. You might as well get over it now because the blessing is going to bring persecution. And people won't persecute you unless they know how well you got it going on. I'm going to throw this in too because this just came. I don't know if this the Holy Ghost is just in my mind, but sure, I'm going to just tell you. But if you're going to operate in the covenant, you can't operate under the table. Oh, that was the Holy Ghost? 
Okay, that's all I go. You can't be under the table. Trying to, trying to slip something by. I don't, want, I don't want the tax man to know about this, and I don't want this so-and-so. I, I want my ex-wife to know about this, and I don't want all this under the table. That's under the table. See, you can't, you can't get the blessing of God when you lack integrity. There ain't nobody shouting on that part. You can't operate in blessing when you lack integrity. Tony, God operates in the truth. I learned that from Tony. God operates in the truth. And so you got to be truthful and have integrity. And then, see, the only reason people are operating on the table is because of fear. And if you in fear, you ain't got no shield of faith. I know some of y'all mad at me right now. But you can be mad, but you're going to stay broke. Some of y'all small business owner, independent people, you're trying to do stuff, but you're operating under the table. You can't prosper like that. I'm going to just do hair in the kitchen. Oh, that's, that's fine to do hair in the kitchen, but you can't charge nobody. I said you can't charge nobody. Because in the kitchen, you're not licensed. And not licensed, you can't charge nobody. Okay, that, I didn't even come to talk about that. I am talking about above all. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, see, if we're, if we, see, God does not need his children under the radar. He needs us so out front, so over the top, the world said, who is that? Just get the license. Just get the license. <laughs> Just pay the taxes. It ain't as much as you think. Just do right. So you can get from under the table. And be exalted. Ain't nothing but crumbs under the table. Ain't nothing but crumbs under the table. There's nothing but crumbs under the table. Nothing but crumbs under the table. The bread is on the table. If you're going to work under the table, you're going to have to live off crumbs. Now that's somebody's word right there. You gotta scrape a lot of crumbs together trying to even. All right, now I wanna show you something here. We don't serve an under anything kind of God. He's the above all God. Can I show you this in scripture? Look at Psalm number 97, please, and verse 9. Psalm 97, verse 9. Y'all got it in your Bible? Now they got it on the screen, but I'm going to see if you can get it on your Bible. Fastest man win. Oh, I, I didn't see. I'm sorry. Psalm 97, verse 9. says, for thou, Lord. Now, let's do this. I know we're in King James. Take me back to New King James. Let's, Get, get me out of the Shakespeare right here. Just, 
Let's go back to New King James. I'll let you know back in the King James. All right, verse 9, New King James. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Now, hold on to that right there, what I just said to you, what the Lord just said in that verse. For you are most high above all the earth. So all the things that are in the earth, the Lord is above it. So you don't, you and I aren't supposed to get caught up in seeking what's in the earth. We seek God above all the earth because if we seek the God above all the earth, the things that are in the earth come with come up to us. You got it. He's exalted far above all gods. All gods. All gods. Buddha? Yeah. Allah? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who are all them other gods? Zeus and Medusa and Medina and all them people. What's them all? What's them all? Them, them, uh, them, them uh, Gemini gods. Them rock gods, they got rock gods, little plant gods, crystal gods, and all that kind of stuff. Mother Earth and all that kind of stuff. Like Paul says, as far as I'm concerned, ain't but one God. There's only one true living God. Every other God, according to Paul, is a demon spirit. So that's why you don't get in all these other servants of the gods. They're demon spirits. Okay? So he's, a, he's above all gods. He's above all gods. Now, you got to catch this. People in the world, they get a success in the world worshiping their gods. Do y'all know that's true? People in the, in the world, when they serve their gods, their gods, their demon spirits, grant them a success. How, how does that happen? That, that can't, be happen can't, can't be true. Yes, Satan did the same thing he offered that to Jesus. Jesus was fasting 40 days. Satan came to Jesus and said, hey, if you will bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this glory. In other words, I'll grant you all these kingdoms and all their glory. So Satan has the ability to grant success. I mean, the truth is he has to give somebody success to make it enticing for everybody else. Right? At the casino, somebody has to win every once in a while. You got to hear the bell ring every once in a while. You got to hear the lights flash every once in a while, you know, to, to make, make everybody say, oh, let me keep on pulling. Let me keep on pulling. Somebody got somebody to get a winning ticket every once in a while to make people keep giving their $20 for their ticket. Got it? Now, there ain't no bells when everybody loses everything. You don't even hear about it. He don't broadcast all that. So he's above all gods. Everybody say above all. Above. Go to Psalm 99 and verse 2. Matter of fact, we start at verse 1. 99 verse 1 and 2. 99 verse 1 and 2. Glory to God. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim, the angels there. Let the earth be moved. Verse 2. The Lord is great 
in Zion. Now, y'all know who Zion is, right? Zion is the church. It's the church. That's a prophetic word about the church there in Psalm. The Lord is great in Zion. You ought to underline a highlight in Zion. Underline that in Zion. He's great in Zion. He's great in the church. He is high above all the peoples. So all the peoples you looking at? All the peoples you glamorize? I wish I had it like those peoples. The Lord is high above all the peoples. Y'all got this? Now he's great in Zion. In Zion. In us. In us. And he's high above all the peoples. Now he's in us. And he's high above all the peoples. He's in us. And he's high above. You got it. He's in us. And he's high above all the peoples. And yet the church keeps looking at them like they have it going on. We want to have what they have. And God is saying, no, I'm great in you, and I am high, and therefore you are high above all the peoples. I'm going to show you this here in a minute. Let's keep going here. Psalm 135. Psalm 135 and verse 5. And above all God. And above all God. Psalm 135 and verse 5. Are you, you there? For I know, I know that the Lord is great and our Lord is above, come on, all gods. Got it? Okay, let's go to New Testament. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Can you find it? Ephesians 4. I'm going to start at verse 4. Ephesians 4, verse 4. I still hear pages turning. Good. I like to hear pages. I can't hear what y'all swipe on your tablets <laughs> or your cell phones. <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. Verse 5, one Lord, come on, one faith, what else? Now watch verse 6. One God. One God. One. 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 That means all the other ones can't be gods if there is one God. One time back in Isaiah, God said, he said, uh, uh, he said uh, there, there are no other gods. He said, if, if there are, I don't know them. He said, I don't know them. I don't know of any other gods. That's funny when God says, I don't know of any other gods, because he knows everything. God knows everything. So when he says, I don't know of any other, any other gods, there ain't no other gods. So verse 6, one God, now watch this, come on, and Father of all of us, right, who is above all and through all, and in you all. He is above all, through all, and in you all. Did y'all just catch that? He's above all. 
and he's through all, and he's in you all. So we narrow this down to a specific group here. He's in you all. So the God who is above all is in you all. Man, 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 man. So don't tell me I'm supposed to be under anything. If the God who is above all is in me. And I, I can't understand why you would tolerate being under anything if the God who is above all is in you. I'm not picking on you. I just want to jerk you out from under to put you over and above. I like over and above. How many of y'all like over and above? You like when you have over and above your bills, you know, oh, I got over and above. Like, <laughs> how much food you got? We got over and above. We, praise God. More than enough. So the God who is above all is in you. So that places you in an above all life. So now that means I got to start analyzing my life and if any er in any area of my life I'm under something, then I realize now I don't belong there. Glenn, I don't belong there. I don't belong under no weather. What am I doing here sick? This, 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 this is how, how rebellious you got to get. You know there's a good rebellion. You got to get rebellious against sickness. Put up a resistance. Resist poverty. Resist lack. Now, I, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with it today, maybe, maybe Wednesday night, because I want to get into especially this poverty and lack area. Because, because poverty and lack are part of the curse, just like sickness and disease. And if you got to resist sickness and disease, you got to resist poverty and lack. And it doesn't matter what level you are, it doesn't matter if you got $2 to your name, if you got $2 million to your name, you still have to constantly resist poverty because poverty is a spirit. Poverty is a force trying to come on you. And if you don't, if you don't, don't, don't uh, resist it, it'll come on you and overtake you. It'll take you from having uh, plenty of money to no money. Some of y'all, before you got born again, had, had money. And I don't mean you were wealthy, but I mean you were doing all right. And then you got saved. And you're like, well, what in the world happened? There's, you got over here in faith and got lazy. Where it should be the opposite. But in faith, you got moving. Y'all faith people don't want to hear that. You don't want, you don't want to hear that. You, well, I'm faith, okay, everything just going to be gravy. Yes, but you got a, a, a devil. See, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't, should not have had more in the world than you have now. In the world, you were under and you just didn't know it. So you didn't act like it. Now in the kingdom, you're over and you don't know it. And you act like it. 
So now you act like you're under. And you talk like you're under. And you dress like you're under. And you carry yourself like you're under. And don't understand, that is giving in. You are already rich. You are already healed. You are already righteous. Oh boy. So we have one God above all in you all. One God focus on above all in you all. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Oh Jesus. Verse 20. Ephesians 1 verse 20. I'm going to keep going. I can really start back at verse 15 of chapter 1, or I can really start at verse 1. But for the sake of time, I'm going to start at verse 20. Verse 20. You got it? So I'm going to talk about which he worked. Well, okay, it's the, the power. The greatness of his power. Verse 20, which he worked. So God worked the greatness of his power in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him where? At his right hand in where? Verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Wait a minute. He, so he set Jesus Christ far above all principality and power and might. That's every demon force you can think of. So Jesus Christ has already been seated far above, not just above, far above. All principality and power and might and dominion. So if he's above dominion, there's nothing else that has dominion over him. We're just talking about Jesus right now, okay? And every name that is named. So he, Jesus is above every name that is named. We say it all the time, he's above every name. And we'll throw in names like Buddha. Yeah, he's above the name. But we'll throw in like, he's above cancer. Cancer is just a name. And we'll say Jesus Christ is above every name. Every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that or that age which is to come. All into eternity. Every name. They let them come up with a new name. They got new names that come up with in medical science all the time. This is hypermaliosis. I mean, they got a, they got a, a new. What? I was feeling a little bad in my knee right there. That's hypermaliosis. Verse 22. Verse 22. Now, who are we talking about right here? Jesus. Who? Jesus. Shout it. Jesus. And he, this he here is God, put all things under. All things under. His, Jesus' feet. So, all things. Everything you can name is under Jesus' feet. Now, we're talking so far about Jesus, but now it throws in his feet. 
Now his feet are part of his body. And you can check your own self. Your feet are not somewhere where your body isn't. And your body should never be somewhere where your head isn't. If you got a feet and a body and a head in three different places, two different places, you got an issue. God does not have a dismembered body. We are members of the body of Christ. So he has put all things under his feet. Now watch what it says here. This is so, I told you this is cheap right here. And gave him to be head over all things. Jesus, this is this too easy. That's, that's what I'm saying, it's cheap. This is too easy. This don't, this don't take rocket science to figure this out. This don't take a theology degree to get this. This is, this is any, anybody with any kind of discernment or any kind of biblical understanding whatsoever, you can read that for yourself. Third grader should be able to make this out right here. He put all things under and he made him head over all things. All things under him, he's head over all things. All things are under him. He's head over all things. Are you saying this here? I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in hell. Above all, taking the shield of faith. You just got to be in him. How do I know? Third graders, watch this. He gave him to be head over all things to the church. Oh. Oh, so his headship over all things is to the church. So he didn't just become head over all things, put all things under him just so he can sit here like this. He said, this is to the church. So the church, thank you, sir. What's that? This is the key to having it all. Pastor Kimberly Anderson, that's a good message. My girl preached that. So, so he's the head over all things. All things are under his feet to the church. Now that's us. The Lord is great in Zion. We are the church. And if we are the church, we are his body, the body of Christ. Wherever the head is, the body is. Even if you are new, just a newbie in the kingdom, I'm, I'm just a low. I ain't no apostle. I ain't no prophet. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a, not a teacher. I'm just a member. Even if you're just a foot. Even if I said you're just a foot. Don't live like a dirty foot. You want to his feet. I said you want to his feet. How beautiful are the feet of him. Who's glad tidings? The Bible says Jesus' feet were like bronze. So here we are in the body of Christ living like little dirty foots. Some of y'all know what dirty foots are, dirty feet. If your neighbor don't know, help him out. Help him explain, explain what a dirty foot is. Explain. A dirty foot. Let me, let me, help, let me help you there, Bill. Uh, a dirty foot. It's one of those people. They're not. They're not very refined. 
Y'all got the picture now? So you and I aren't dirty feet. Even if you're in, just in the foot. You are still. Okay, now, now, now let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you a, another um, connotation of that. One, two, three, four. Let me give you another, another connotation of that. That's private. So... When a child is born, a child is born head, supposed to be, head first. And the last thing to come out of the, of the mother's womb is the feet. Right? The body of Christ, the church was born, born on the day of Pentecost. So even if you and I are the last generation, I don't know if we are, but even if we are the last generation, even if we are the last ones to be born and we're the feet of the body, are y'all following me? Even if we're that, Giovanna, we're still above all things. So it doesn't matter if you're an old soldier, been walking with God 35, 50, 75 years, been walking with God. Or you just got born again last Sunday. You, the moment you're born again, you are immediately above all things. Isn't that good? Oh, Jesus. And that clock moving too fast. Now watch, watch this. Now you, do you see you in this already? I'm, I'm gonna show you more scripture on this though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go fast through these right here. Ephesians 19, Ephesians 19 and verse five. Our God is above all and he's in us, right? So we're his above all children. We're his above all children. I don't ever want, want any of my children. Uh, Exodus. I never want my children to be dirty feet. I want my children to be little dirty feet. If my, if my, one of my girls, even my son, walk out the house looking ratchet, get back, get back, get back in that, get your butt back in now, put on something, boy. You, but, 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 looking ratchet gonna follow behind me. Well, Mama, I need, I, Dad, I need some more. Okay, we're going to go and get you some more because if that's how you, you're going to look like me, we're going to go get you something else. If you being evil, Matthew 7, verse 11, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? He don't want you looking ratchet either. When you sick, overwhelmed by sickness like the world, that looks ratchet. When you're broke and begging like the world, that looks ratchet to God. Now, not, remember, I'm not trying to tell you 
that you have spill resistance. I'm telling you, you have stain resistance. That means things will come at you, but you can get them off you real fast if you know to resist. See, people who don't know that they're supposed to be above all, they accept under as a norm. And they get around other people who are like that, and this is how, this is how we talk. Get around the water cooler. Man, Bob, what's going on with you? Man, you know, it's, it is what it is. What's up, Chuck? Man, I can't call it. Freddie, Freddie, what's up, man? Man, I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, man. I'm just, this is your world, man. This is, how, this, this is, this is talk. This is talk. This is this under talk. It's this below talk that people carry on. It's common. And yet you and I aren't commoners. We are above all. So stop talking like a foot. Stop thinking like a foot. Stop shopping like a foot. You know a foot shop? That's our foot shop. Switch tags. That's our foot shop. Boost. I ain't want to call it. I know what it is. Always trying to get a little deal, trying to get a little hookup. When you above all, you don't need no hookup. Well, some of y'all fighting this. Don't fight me, fight that dirty foot mentality you got. Hey man, let me get a hookup, let me get a hookup, let me get a hookup. Ain't no hookup. wife Sarah died Abraham needed a funeral plot to lay her body people tried to give him a hookup he said I want a hookup I'm going to pay full price for this no no we, love, we, we like you Abraham no I want a hookup that's right the king of Sodom tried to give him a hookup no I, ain't, you, I don't want a hookup You get a hookup and somebody had a hook in you. You, you. you better write that down if you record it up here or something. Anytime you get a hookup, they had a hook in you. Because they're going to remind you that time they hooked you up. So I don't need no hookup. God got the hookup. <laughs> All of you hear that. God got the hookup. Exodus 19, Exodus 19. Come on, let's keep going, man. Let me put it on the screen. Exodus 19, verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Just, just love me. I'm going to make you a special 
treasure to me above all people. Now, this ain't about God. He's saying what he's going to do for you. Deuteronomy 7, verse 14. Oh, my Lord. Deuteronomy 7, verse 14. God says, you shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall be no more lack of productivity in your life. I'm going to bless you above. That means when I, when I bless you above, you can't be on the radar. Everybody going to know who is that man? Who is that woman that's turning our industry upside down? I'm going to bless you so there's no more lack of productivity in your life. You're going to produce on every side. Your business is going to produce so much, you're going to have to hire staff, multi-level staff. You're going to have to franchise out. That's no, that's no more lack of, product, lack of productivity. We said no more female, uh, male or female barren among you or your livestock. Your stock's going to produce. That's, that's investment. All your investment's going to produce something. Whether you're investing in seed or investing in, in business, whatever, it's going to produce something. And he said above all peoples. So it's going to be when you speak, people have to listen. Ooh, somebody say, I'm coming up. Deuteronomy 26, verse 18 and 19. Oh, man. Also today the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people, just as he has promised you that you should do what? Keep all his commandments, verse 19. And that he will set you high above all nations he has made, watch this, in praise, in name, and in honor, and that you may be a holy people to the Lord your God just as he has spoken. Now, he says, I'm going to set, remember I told you you can't be under the radar, Ebony. You can't be under the radar. He says, I'm going to set you high above all nations which, which I made in praise, and name, and honor. Give me that same verse, same verse there. In the, uh, in the uh, easy to read, verse 18, 19. Watch this in the easy to read. I want to put this in plain English for Tavion. Watch this, Tavion. And today the Lord has accepted you to be his own people. Somebody say, I'm accepted. That's what Ephesians 1 says, we're accepted in the beloved, right? He has promised you this. The Lord also said that you must obey all his commands. So just follow whatever he tells Just do whatever he tells you to do, right? Now watch what he says is going to happen. Watch this, verse 19. The Lord will make you greater. He will give you praise, fame, and honor. So this just told me, got this? He's going to make you famous. You cannot fly under the radar. What you do? I just make videos. How many YouTubers I got in here? One. Raise your hand high. I'm trying to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Not yet. Not yet. But you're going to be? Why do people do YouTube? 
Why, why, do, why do people, y'all know what a YouTuber is, y'all know a YouTuber. Why do people become YouTubers? To what? Be famous. Be famous. And, and to make money, that's just the truth. Let's just be for real now. You just, at some point you want to monetize that joker, right? Get some of that passive income. And the whole goal is that people, people want to become famous. And, but people will compromise. People will do all kind of other things trying to make happen what God said, I will do for you if you'll just obey my commands. People in the, in the music industry. People in, in acting. They compromise to have these things happen when God says, if you just follow me and follow my voice, I'll do it for you. Now, if, if God says he'll make you famous, see, because God has the ability to speak to the whole world at one time. He could put your name in everybody's mouth in one day. That's the Abrahamic covenant blessing we have. He said in Genesis 12, I'll make your name great. Everybody in, in you got your own business, entrepreneur, raise your hand. You got your own, you're running your own business right now. Look, I ain't going to count all y'all. All these entrepreneurs in here. You're in business to make money, right? Tell the truth. I'm not, you're not in business for ministry. Be honest. I mean, just don't, don't fool yourself. I'm in business for ministry. I'm not in business for ministry. You're in business to make money. You might minister while you're doing it, but you're trying to make money. And every business owner knows you want to get uh, name recognition. The more name recognition, the more market share you get. The more market share you get, the more money you make. God said, I'll make your name great. I'll make you above. I'll put you out front. Y'all got this? Can y'all handle it anymore? Everybody say heaven's reality. reality. Say new creation reality. reality. Because this is what I'm teaching you here, that heaven's reality is our new creation reality. It's not, when when we're born into the earth, we're born with earth's reality, our our old man reality. You you succumb to all these different things, sickness and disease and poverty and lack of depression and guilt and shame and anxiety and depression, all that kind of good stuff, Uh, all that kind of bad stuff, I should say. But, but. New creation reality is heaven's reality, and you resist all that. Now, John 3 and verse 31. I had to write this down on my paper here because this was, this is big here. Now, how are we doing all this, everybody? By faith. We're talking about resistant faith. Now, I want, I want you to see this. This is you. And Jesus, he who comes from above is above all. Now, here John the Baptist is talking about Jesus. The people are questioning him about Jesus, and he's giving his response. He says, he who comes from above is above all. Now, watch this. You see this? He who is of the earth is earthly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Hold your finger there. Hold your finger there. I'm going to come back here. I'm going to come back there. Go back to verse 6. Holy Spirit just gave me a little more assurance on this here. Go back to verse 6. I, I want you to see you. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you have two birthings. Because of your dad and through your mom, you were born of the flesh. But when you get born again, you're born of or from through the spirit. And so born of the spirit, you are spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you are now spirit. So now you and I, although in verse, back in verse 31, we're reading about Jesus, what John says about Jesus, we see now where it applies to us. Got it? Go back to verse 31 here. He who comes from above, you see yourself yet? Is above all, he who is of the earth, in other words, you've only, only had that natural birth, is earthly and speaks like a dirty foot. Speaks. There's an there's a earthly language. Are you hearing this? There's an there's a earthly way of talking. Well, it's going to be a rough year. There's an earthly vocabulary. Those of the earth speak of the earth. But he who comes from heaven is above all. So that means you have to have now a different language. You got to speak heaven's realities. I don't expect what comes out of the earth. I understand it. I see it. I understand what they're dealing with, but that's not mine. Well, we're about to have a recession. No, we're not about to have a recession. you about to have a recession. We, we, that's French. Ain't no we in that. We, we, monsieur. No, no, no. No, no, amigo. <laughs> no. It's all good in the kingdom. What are we going to do? I don't know what y'all going to do, but what I'm going to do is keep trusting God and keep walking with God. Well, you know how things go in our family. I don't know how it goes in y'all family, but as far as me and my house, but we related the same blood. No, 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 right? My first birth, but I have been now born of the spirit. I have a whole new birth. I have a whole new life. I have, I'm a whole new creation. And the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. And all things, all things, all things. Oh, God. Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. No, start at verse 16. Start at verse 16 because you got to see verse 16. Woo-wee. Therefore, from now on, from now on, we don't regard anyone.
one, not even ourselves, according to the flesh. I don't think like that no more. I don't talk like that no more. I don't see like that no more. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet know, now we know him thus no longer. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now go to verse 18. Watch verse 18. Oh my God. Verse, verse 18. You don't watch this. You got it. That's just the next. Oh, verse 18. Mm. I'm going to quote it. And all things are of God. What? All things are of God? Above all. So all things passed away. All things have become new. My all things that have become new are of God. So all of God things are above all things. So now my new things are above things. My new way of living isn't above way of living. I don't live like the world. I don't think like the world. I don't talk like the world. I don't expect like the world. I don't, I don't, I don't act like the world. I don't, none of that stuff. Everything I have comes from God. All things are of God. All things, all my new things are of God. From above. Well, I'm out of time, but good gracious. We coming up, man. I'm coming above, up above. I'm coming up over all things. I'm not going to spend one more minute under anything. I'm not going to spend one more minute under any circumstance, under any weather, under any condition, under the water, under any pressure. Ain't going to no pressure. Ain't going to no pressure. Jesus saw under pressure. When they were about to kill him, first chapter of Mark, they were about to kill him. First chapter, or fourth chapter of Luke, rather. They were about to kill him. And all of a sudden, he walked right through them like nothing was ever happening. Why? He was from above. When you're above, you operate on a whole different plane. Can I give you one more place? Whew. Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. This is Paul's desire for us to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with what? All the fullness of God. Now God is a faith God. So if you feel the fullness of God, you are full of faith. Now watch verse 20. Watch verse 20. Now Now I don't care what it was back then. I'm talking about now. I admit it was ratchet before, but now. 
to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to what? Well, the power is in you. Now the power in you is a dominion power that's exercised by faith. So when you have faith working, exercising your dominion, that power, and the more of it you have, the more he's able to do. Because it says according to. So if you have a little faith, then that determines what little he can do for you. Not, not what he can do. He can do anything. I'm talking about what he can do for you. Because it's according to your faith. Even as your soul prospers. So that's why you shouldn't, you shouldn't get tired of Pastor Kim and Pastor John preaching and talking about faith. Can we talk about something else? No. You need faith. You're going to live by faith. You're going to walk by faith. You're going to overcome by faith. You're going to get your healing manifested by faith. You're going to get your wealth manifested by faith. You're going to get your marriage healed by faith. You're going to get your child back home by faith. It's by faith, baby. It's according to the power that works in us. Faith, faith moves things. Faith moves God. See, your faith moves you from under to above all. Can I, let me go one more place. I promise it's the last one. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this last one. Go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. This is, a, this is a story that's familiar to most people. Many people. I don't know about most, but many. Matthew 14. Jesus tells the disciples, go to the other side. Get on a boat, go somewhere. Verse 24. But the boat was now in the midst of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was what? So the wind is working against them. It's like there are winds working against you. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, the fourth watch, that will be from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., which if you know anything about it, it's the darkest hours of the night. So wind contrary, and it's the darkest hour of the night. You ain't got to raise your hand, but somebody here knows what I'm talking about. You feel it's right here in your life. It's a storm, winds blowing all against you in your life, and it feels like it's the darkest it's ever been in your life. Watch this. Jesus came walking on the sea. The disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying it is a ghost. They, they cried out in fear. Immediately he said, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Verse 28, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water, come to you in the water. So he said, come. And when, he, when Peter came out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So how is he walking on the water? 
by faith he is above water. Naturally speaking, when you're born from below, if you step out on water, you go down. Jesus already said, we are know about Jesus, he's born from, he's from above. He's from above. He's from above. So water wasn't the same to him. He walked on it in the storm, in the darkest hour of the night. So Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Disciples probably say, Peter, come on now. That's Jesus. Use Peter. Stay right here. Jesus said, come. He's demonstrating to Peter how those who are from above live. He said, come. He didn't grant Peter special feet. Peter's faith itself Peter's faith itself was from above. And because that faith was working in him, like Ephesians 3.20, that faith working in him made him able to do exactly what Jesus was doing. Jesus walks on water. Peter said, well, I'm going to try that too. Well, I'm going to do it. If it's you, let me do that too. So he starts walking on the water by faith. Faith kept him above. Did you catch that? Did y'all catch that? Barry, you got that? Faith will keep you above. The devil's trying to pull you under. But faith will keep you above. <laughs> but when he saw, uh-oh, there it is right there. But when he took his eyes off Jesus, he saw, like natural men, he went back to natural. He went back to earthly. He saw Jesus, but then he went back to natural and saw the wind and the waves. He was afraid. When he went back to natural, what happened? Now, he's in faith. When he went back to natural, he gave in to his fear. He put the shield down. He allowed fear to now come in, and when fear came in, it starts sucking him under. He beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. You know the story, right? Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of what? Not small faith, little faith. That word little means short-lived. means you had it for a moment, but then you ran out. As long as he had kept faith, he was walking above. As long as you stay in faith, you will stay above. But the moment you get back in the flesh, it will suck you under. It'll suck you so fast you forget how to think. You can't even think straight. How I know, Oscar, Peter was a fisherman, a professional fisherman, for a living. This is what he did every day till Jesus showed up. 
You think you know how to swim? Yes. But he's sinking and don't even think to swim. Because when you get in fear, you lose all even your rationale. Can't even think straight. They're like, okay, just simply. We we were we one day we we at the house we had uh, uh, the AC repairman there doing the, our yearly service or whatever at the house, and he was uh, uh, telling us a story. He said he said, Pastor man, it's so funny. He said, uh, I go to these houses and somebody's AC is broken. He said he said I went to one house, people's AC is broken, and he said it took me like a day to get there because I was busy, so I, I I had to go the next day. He said I got to the house. He said I walked in the house. He's like, God, it's hot in here. They're like, yeah. Our AC broke. He said, well, and they, then they went outside. It's like, it's cool outside than it is inside. So he said, why don't I just open the windows? He said, oh, we didn't think about that. The heat had them so messed up, they didn't even think, just let the outside in. See, sometimes the devil gets you so messed up, you can't even think straight. Just do, just do the regular. It's okay. Wait a minute. Some of y'all remember Pastor Vanell. He had us laughing one time years ago. He said one time his, his wife, they were doing something. And they were in like a foot of water. And his wife, she couldn't swim. And she fell. She freaked out. Freaked out. He like, babe, just stand up. Just stand up. She just freaked out so bad. That was just the funniest story. I'm like, just stand up. Peter couldn't even think, wait a minute, okay, just swim. See, because when you go back to earthly, natural, it sucks you to underthinking. Living in above all prosperity and above all health requires me to take the above all shield of faith. With that shield of faith, I can quench every or all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So I can live above all, never again living beneath. So you got to resist going under. You got to resist going under. Because nature when I say nature, I mean the earth's cursed condition will try to pull you under, try to suck you under. You got to resist it. If you don't resist it, it's going to pull you down. You understand? If you're swimming against a current, if you stop, you'll, it'll, it'll pull you. You understand that? So your faith is how you swim against this natural current, and then you can operate above all that. Amen? Amen. That's all. I'm out of time. Way, way past time. 
what I want you to get out of this today is don't be, don't be no more dirty foot. That's what I want. Stand on your feet. That's, that's, no, it's just, I want you to, hey, don't, don't, don't live under anymore. And listen to me, it's not by or because of your education. It's not because or of or by your pedigree, your connections and your hookups you have in the community and in the industry. It's not by that. It's by your faith. You must work your faith. You must use your faith. Your faith is the only shield against the fiery darts of the wicked one. Your good looks won't stop a fiery dart. Some of y'all cute, man. You're, you're good looking. You got some good looking people. Probably about 99% of y'all. 99. Look around. 99. 99.1. I ain't going to tell you who's, who's not it. I'm going to be like, is it you? Is it you? Now I'm on a tease with you. No, your, your good looks and all your, that, that won't cut it. Temptations are common to man. Troubles are common. But you and I have the ability to live over and above all those things. That's, that was the wish of the Spirit through John. That above all things we prosper. Prosper above all things. Prosper above all things. It's God's idea, His plan for us. And we can enjoy it and we can have it. Amen? Amen. Did you receive anything from that today? Yes. You sure about it? Yes. Well, will you just give God a big hand of praise? Let him know you appreciate the word of God. If you're in this room today, you're not born again, I want to give you the chance to get saved. We read, you can put that on the screen again, John 3, verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. It says another place, all flesh is grass, and the grass withers. And the flower fades away. That's over in John 6. All flesh is grass. The grass withers, the flower fades away. Verse 63 says, it's the flesh profits nothing, but it's a spirit that gives life. So when you're not born again, it really you can try and try and try and try. And try your best. And eventually, it all fails. In other words, I don't care how successful people in the world look. Eventually, it all fails. Whereas on the other hand, for the believer, eventually, it all works out. And I don't mean over in heaven. I'm talking about right here on this earth. Eventually, 
Everything begins to fall together. Okay, okay, there it is, there it is, there it is. It starts working out. You want to get on the right side of that. Again, John 3 and verse 6, if you're born of the flesh, you're flesh. Born of the spirit, you're spirit. I want to make sure you're born of the spirit. Jesus was having a conversation at that time in John 3 with a man named Nicodemus. And he said to him, Fairly I say unto you, you must be born again. You must be born again. So if you're not born again, I want to give you that chance right now. I don't care how long you've been in our church. I want to give you the chance to be born again to an above life. To an above life. So wherever you are, here's your opportunity right now. Don't let this moment pass you by. The moment of your life is right here upon you right now. This is the, the moment of your life. To give your life to Jesus Christ, get born again, be part of the family of God. You can join the church too, that'll be great. But what's more important is that you get born of the Spirit today so that now you can enjoy the above life. So, whoever you are, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you, whoever you are, man, woman, boy, or girl. I don't care how old or young you are. I don't care if this is your first day ever visiting this church or you've been coming to this church your whole life. I want to give you the chance to be born again. All right? So is that anybody, anybody today who want to respond to this apex moment of your life, this critical moment, anybody in this room today, all right, everybody check your neighbor. Make, check them for me. Make sure they're already born again. You ask them. Don't let them lie to you. They can't look you right in your face and lie. They're going to tell you the truth. All right? So everybody's born again? All right, good. I'm happy for you then. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you if you're born again. Now, I say this and we'll close. Because you, if you're born again, that's, that's, that's the first step. I used, to, I used to hear Creflo Dollar say this. This, this, is, this is big. To the heathen, it's be born again. To the believer, renew your mind. To the heathen, if you're a sinner, be born again. But once you're a child of God, renew your mind. Because if you don't renew your mind, your life will be no different than the sinner. Whereas you should be, in fact, you are uh, theoretically <laughs> above, but in practicality, you still live beneath. And you're not, you, don't, you don't have to live like that, and God don't want you to live like that. Amen? Praise God. All right. We're getting ready to close out then. Getting ready to close out. I'll ask this. Anybody sick in your body? Anybody sick? You need to be healed today. I can have somebody lay hands on you right now and you'll be healed. Everybody healed? Everybody healthy? Everybody strong? Okay. I see her. It's hard to see her, but I can see her. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Anybody else, you need to be healed. If you need to be healed, just run up to this altar. We'll, we'll pray for you real quick. Elder Cheryl, Elder Baker, Elder Walton, come on up here. I want you to lay hands on these people. I got three up here that need to be, four need to be healed. Four need to be healed. One, two, three, four. That's it? Okay. Pastor Kim, come on up here. Y'all that are all this, just, just pray for a minute. Come on. This is quicker than going to the emergency room. Quicker than getting an appointment with the doctor. Hallelujah. God's the healer. Now make sure y'all work something out now. If something, whatever was wrong, you work it out. Make sure it's right. Hallelujah. Righteous? Yes, sir. That was a weak answer. Everybody righteous? Yes, sir. Everybody have peace? Yes, sir. Everybody have joy in the Holy Ghost? Yes, sir. Laugh for a minute. Let's laugh real quick. Come on, let's laugh. Let's laugh. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. No matter what comes against you, you laugh it off. The Bible says that our Father sits in heaven and laughs. In other words, from his perspective, he's, and he's talking about laughing at all, all the enemies. From his perspective, when the enemies are doing all that kind of stuff, he's just sitting there laughing like, that's so funny. If you understand who you are in God, he's in you, then when the enemy starts tripping, when he starts cutting up, just sit there and laugh. <laughs> That's so funny. You know what I'm going through. Stop going through it and rise over and above it. Get over it. Get over it. I'm not talking about get over it. Get over it. Get, get on top of it by your faith. Take your rightful place. And then laugh at the dumb devil. He's a dumb, defeated devil. He's so stupid. Came ties on shoes. He's so stupid. Stupid, defeated devil. Amen. 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 Listen, uh, Tuesday, prayer at noon, right? And then, uh, no, maybe not. I know you, you, most of your prayer people go on Tuesday. Oh, my prayer team is gone. 
we'll, we'll, let's take Tuesday off. We'll, we'll do Wednesday morning prayer. Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. We'll have prayer.